strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and I'm here with another episode of Strategy Talks. In just a minute, I'll introduce you to my guest for today. But before I do, I wanted to say hello to all of you who might be here live watching on Twitter or LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook. Um, let us know in the comments where you're watching from. I also want to do a special shout out to those of you who might be listening to this as a podcast. We appreciate our podcast listeners. Last but not least, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, uh, which is um, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I want to introduce you to today's guest. Um, here she is. Hi, Grace. Hi, Adoreen. How are you? I am fabulous. For those of you who don't know Grace Duffy, she produces and co-hosts Social Media News Live weekly and is a skilled content creator, project manager with experience in video, blogging, podcasting, audio, and social media. You might also recognize her as the head of growth at Volley, a video messaging app that makes it possible to talk face-to-face -face flexibly. It's the killer app for coaching, community, and collaboration. So we're very excited to have you here, Grace. We're going to talk about, very briefly, about Volley, right? It's yes. a completely new thing. And you were just explaining to me in the green room what Volley does. Yeah, well, it's a video-first messaging app. So I like to think of it as Marco Polo meets Slack. So you have the flexibility of being able to send video. Not everyone's comfortable with video. You can also send like an audio, text, GIFs, files, whatever. But the benefit of it is it's all asynchronous. So I could message you and then you get back to me whenever you want to. And it's all, it's 100% free. You know, it's flexible and people can use it for their team. People are using it for their teams, their group coaching. We've seen course creators using it to talk to their community. We use it at Social Media News Live to talk to our community. So it's another place to talk to us between the shows. Uh, we use it actually for our show. Uh, we'll present the topic and we'll say, hey, this is who we're going to have on. If you have any questions. And so people will send us videos and we're able to take those videos and put them in our shows. That's <laughs> so, wonderful. That's yeah, a great so idea. I love an, it. It's great. So this is a new this is a new gig. I just started a few weeks ago. And before that, I was at I was the video content manager at Restream, where I managed their live show strategy and their like I co-hosted and and produced their live shows. So I'm really excited about today's topic because it's near and dear to my heart. Right. So let's let's get right to the topic. For those of you who are listening, the topic today is how to create a run of show. It's right there on the screen for those of you watching. So um Grace, the first question I have for you. Is there a difference between a run of show whether you're doing a podcast, a live cast, when you're doing a webinar? Um is it does it have a run of show? Does it have all the same elements? 
Yes, I think every I think any time that you're doing something like this where you're producing a show and there's a structure and you want people to come to your show and have some sort of takeaway or get something out of it, it is very important to have a run of show. Now, different people have different styles. Some people like sure. little scraps of paper. I like having everything well documented and then I share all the uh, details and questions with our guests. As you know, you've been a guest on our show. Yes. And then I let them choose in a way of the, if they want the questions ahead of time or not. But I, you know, I, whatever you're producing, I think it's very important to have some basic things, um, basic things outlined, right? So for instance, why, why are we having, why this show, why this topic, why this guest, you know, make sure that they're clear on that. Um, I like to have, talking points now whether you have 10 or three or whatever i try to get three right three is a good sure we have an hour-long show you don't always have to have three but you know just one of those clear talking points and then just very clear at the very end like when someone is done watching your show listening to your podcast what is it that you want them to walk away with and so mm. as you're thinking about those three things like the the why at the beginning continuing to reinforce the why in the between and then the why at the end or why this at the end, you know, those are the important elements. And then whether or not you do it for a live show or podcast really depends on the cues. And we, the show that I do with uh, Jeff is a live show that we produce as a podcast. And so there's certain things we have baked into the, into the script or into our run of show because we know it's going to be a podcast. So just little subtle things like, for instance, uh, we, we, it's not enough to just show something. We have to describe it. So we have cues in there to say, okay, take the time to describe this. What does it look like for people that are listening? What is that? Right. So, and this is something we've been doing for the last couple of years. So we're kind of used to it, but as we're getting started with something that we had to be very conscientious of and very aware of, of just being like, oh, not everyone can see what you're doing. Or also realizing that um, another big part of why I like it is because you know, when you're talking over each other or whatever in your live show, sure. people see that, right? Like they get it. But if you're talking over each other and it's a podcast, people don't see what's happening. So it's just annoying. <laughs> so that's a, a times, really, that's a really good point, right? Mm -hmm. So having clear, and I see that when I do transcript of my live shows, I add the transcript to the podcast. So mm -hmm. when I, when I see that in the transcript where it kind of gets confused, like, who is it? I'm like, ooh, we both talked at the same time. So that's a really good point that you're making. I love that. So make sure that you take turns, you have cues, like it's your turn to talk, especially mm -hmm. when you're doing a podcast. Absolutely. And it's one thing to do it like you and I are doing it with a guest. I do my show with a co-host. And so I even go as far as saying, this is your question. This is my question. And just knowing Jeff as well as I do, because we've been working together, I know what questions he likes to ask. <laughs> And I already know, like, if it's something funny or a joke, like I give it to him, right? Like, I'll be like, this is your joke to make. Or like, there are certain things that he's very focused on. Like, you know, he's very big into community and online community. So any question about community, I give to him. So it's a lot of, it's also a lot of scripting where we know which person is taking the question. And then, um, and it's so funny. We were talking about this, you and I were talking about this at the beginning of the show about how we do things. So Jeff and I have a, a Google Doc that we have up during the show, and it is a mad scramble. So we have everything scripted, but of course, you know, we try to bring in comments from the audience. And so we're in this document while we're on camera messaging each other, like, you take the question. They just asked this, like, <laughs> take this comment. Did you see this? You know, um, 
I don't know how we do it, but it's just how we communicate. It's uh, awesome. So that actually brings me to the next question. So sure. my question was going to be, what tools does somebody need to create or run a show? And I love that you mentioned Google Doc because yeah. as an agile marketer, it's a great way to communicate for mm-hmm. a social media manager, consultant, or a coach mm-hmm. with their clients. You can work on content, especially content manager, right? You can work on content together. You can say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm in this doc. I need your eyes on something. And you work together. And it seems mm-hmm. like that's what you and Jeff do, not just beforehand working on the script, but even during the show. Like you're creating the run a show as you go or adjusting the run of show, which is a very agile way of working, which I love. So Google, Google doc is your way. Um, are there any other tools that you use that would be helpful to know about to create a run a show? Uh, to create, we keep it very simple. Like, so Google doc is the, the simple. So whatever tool you want to use to share the document, our big thing about it is that we can both access it at any time, except when I forget to share it, in which case yes, message me and be like, please share the document with me. <laughs> Happens more often than I'd like to admit. Uh, and that's basically, we just keep it very simple. I've seen people do like Excel docs or whatever, but we follow the same format of our show every week. And I think that makes it easier when you're trying to build consistency to have a set format like we know this is the intro we know this is the you know this is what we're going to do and you know each there's going to be three segments and then there's going to be three questions and then we take in audience questions and then there's different segments we do mix it up that sounds very like boring to do the same thing every week we do mix it around we'll change around the order of things but for the most part to build consistency we just kept it pretty uniform especially getting started we kept everything very uniform and so it just helps build that consistency. And then I also like that you can just copy paste. So I could start with last week's script yep. and then just, you know, I highlight the things that need to change. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we, we change out the topics every week to week, but I like it because it's flexible. We can talk to each other. And then, uh, and then because there's two of us on the show, it's a little harder when it's just, you obviously, but we'll bring up our guest full screen. And so that's when we do our mad, like, you know, they're answering the question, we're listening to them, but we're also typing to each other being like, skip this question, very answer that. <laughs> okay, all right, so you're you're literally working, you, you create or run a show, is there a different name for that when you, is there a name for the document that you're creating it as you go during the show or is it all part, you, you would consider that part of the run of the show? I consider that part of the run of the show. I think that if you're, uh, because we've worked with each other so well, it just seems seamless. But then when I've worked with new producers, so for instance, when I was at Restream, we had uh, the video producer. I, I made him my, <laughs> I made him my, uh, my, my show producer. So he was behind the scenes. So I had cues on the left for him to like bring up the screen, bring up, you know, bring up this title, bring, you know. So I had directions for him because he was off camera to uh, manage the show and manage it. And so you're doing it beautifully here in StreamYard. You can do the same thing, like change this layout, move this around, we're gonna show this video. So I had cues for the producer. If you have a behind the scenes producer, do that as well. So, and then I also had like links that we would drop in the comments. So rather than like scrambling and trying to find the link while we're talking, I'd have all that set preset. So I knew like I would just copy paste, drop that in the comments. So there's also things like that that we added in our run of show. Um, we don't do that so much on the show. I do with Jeff because everything is, we kind of build everything to be more verbal. Whereas with Restream, it was very much the live show first. Yeah. So, or not verbal, like we build everything for the podcast on me and Jeff show. And then at Restream, it was more, um, 
you know, live show first. And so, you know, we, it, everything was more focused on the visuals. <laughs> that makes sense. So I have a follow-up question on yeah. that. So creative on a show, creating on a show, does that include like all the stuff you have to do right before you go on? It's like, oh. for, exa for example, um, I just started an audio LinkedIn audio event and do for that, my co-host and I, um, we also said like, 30 minutes before the show, do this. 10, 10 minutes before the show, do this. Is that part, do you consider that part of the run of show? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I do a pre-show. I have a pre-show checklist most of the okay. time of these are the things we need to do. And then uh, and then I write all of our social posts, so all the promotions and then all the, um, everything that we do leading up to it and then everything we're doing afterwards as well, right? So those I put at the bottom and the top of the run of show as part of the as part of the whole show so it's all in one document to yeah. help keep everyone and so at any point you can figure out you could focus back on like what do i need to do you know if you forget something you can just drop in real quick you don't have to think about it it's all pre-written right and as i'm walk as i'm run uh doing the script or the run of show the the topics that's what yeah. i use to write the social posts so as i'm writing the topics oh that's a really good point or or even as I'm writing this, it's all about your writing process, right? So sure, usually like sure. I'll be coming up with something. I'll be like, oh, this is what I thought the show was going to be about. But this is a lot more interesting. This is the angle we're going for. And then that informs our social post, the promotion, and then after, and then what we do afterwards. Yeah. So actually I have that process. I timestamp things. So for example, what you just said is going to be a great piece for me to put on social media, right? About yeah. to run a show, uh, finding the timestamp when your guest says something interesting. So you can use that either to repurpose the video, the audio, or even use that as a social post. So I just wrote down 1333. I'm going to put that back in the document. And then there we go. So that's that I think I like that. So taking that into account, do you before you start the show, kind of have a time line of, you know, five minutes for the intro, 15 minutes for this question, or is it you just know it's going to be an hour or do you have a clock in the background? You and Jeff, you have a co-host. Mm -hmm. Do you have like, hey, come on, we got to move on. How, oh, yeah. do you, how do you work on that process? So for me and Jeff, I'll just like go into the document and like strike out a whole section, be like, let's skip this. Let's skip this. Like, you know, because the focus of that show is to bring in our guests or, or um, well, we call them guests, but our um, audience. Right. So right. we'll put the audience questions first. So if the audience is really riffing on something, we're going to try to focus on that because that's a more interesting piece, I think, than any right. question that we came up with because uh, this is something that the community needs and we're doing this for the show. When I was doing shows for Restream, they were very much, they were very time focused because, so one of the shows I did was, um, it was a live Q and A with our product team. And so there was this amount of time that we did an intro when talk, you know, made a hook for the show sure. and then this amount of time for Q and A. So it would always be like at that time, I'd be like, hey, let's move on to Q&A. So more like big blocks of time and not like minute by minute. But then uh, when I was bringing on new hosts to co-host with me, I would put minute to minute. And that was more of a reassurance for them 
to feel like, okay, well, I only have to talk for five minutes or we only have to do this for 10 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever the mood might be. So, yeah. So, so that's actually another question that I had about you uh, for you is that you and I like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I don't have a problem producing or hosting a show, creating the run a show. If somebody is watching right now, listening, and they might be scared to take that first step. They want everything to be perfect, right? Yeah. Which we know can't happen, doesn't happen. What would you say to somebody about what the what is the assurance that they have by creating a run a show? I'm it helps me. When I first did that LinkedIn audio event two weeks ago, having it written out and saying we have 30 minutes, these are all the questions. We had more questions than we needed, but we oh, didn't yeah. know how many people would show up, right? Right. But what is the assurance that you would say somebody that has never done a show, never done a webinar, a podcast, what will a run a show give them? Well, like you said, the reassurance of knowing that you've got all these set questions. Sometimes you get on camera and your mind just goes blank. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I'll be in the middle of talking to someone and be like, what was I saying? And you can't really do that on a live show that you're hosting. And so, um, you know, especially when we're doing, um, product shows for Restream. We didn't know if one person would show up or a thousand people would show up, but I built the show and it was always helpful to have a guest and a co-host, right? Because you have someone to riff with regardless of who shows sure. up or doesn't show up or whatever. So um, I, I think it's really important to have a set of questions or at least talking points. You know, that story, you know, that idea that you should always have like a joke or a story in your back pocket, right? Something to tell. To yeah. me, this is like filling your back pockets with tons of stories and tons of talking points, whether you need them or not. And uh, so when I would do a product show for Restream, we would have set questions about the product that we would that we know people would come to us and ask all the time anyway. And we would bring it up and we would just talk about it, whether or not, you know, we, we had an audience show up or not. Right. Sure. Because there was always a replay, a live audience, I should say. There's always a replay audience. Yeah. Um, for me and Jeff, it's about like we like you said, I we probably come up with more questions than we actually need. But it's also part of our process of like thinking about the topic for the day, thinking about what we want to know, thinking about what our audience might want to want might want to know. And so just having those things, just even having thought about it, we already have an opinion about it and just to be able to riff on it. So I think it just gives you that reassurance of like, oh, I do have something to say about this, uh, you know, even if it's just my opinion. All right. That's really great. Now I have one last question before, and I forgot to tell you, we have a rapid fire question round oh. where I ask you three quick questions. Okay. Uh, but before we do, is there anything that you have learned in your years of producing shows, podcasts, live casts, any of them that you should not do? Is there any about creating a run a show or anything on a show that you tried that just didn't work? Oh gosh, that's a hard one because, oh. you know, I think there's things that I've done now to remedy those situations. So I think a lot of times it was like not being prepared right? Not, not having thought about or coming in and not realizing that, or, you know, the guest doesn't show up and you're just like, oh no, I didn't really prepare for this topic. And so now I know ahead of time that even I should prepare for a show as if the guest doesn't show up. Of course, our guests usually do show up. It's not a problem, but to always be able to, to have enough to speak on a topic that even if the person that we thought would be there doesn't show up because, you know, Things happen, schedules happen, sure. you know, people, it, it's human nature. And so I think there's been times in the past where I've just been like, uh, I, I, I didn't really prepare for this. And so I, you know, in that, because of that, I've learned to just 
whether or not, not to rely necessarily on the expert, but to be able to just, you know, you want their advice, you want their input, but to be able to talk about it to some extent on my own, even if it's just like, well, I think this and I think that. Um, so I don't know if that was necessarily a mistake. I know. I think that was great. I yeah. mean, re researching the topic, um, whether regardless whether that guest shows up or not, I think that is a great tip. Um, because yeah, I mean, I've had to cancel a show because the guest got sick and because it's me, I'm by myself. It's like, I'm not going to talk about this topic for 20 minutes. I am not the <laughs> expert, right? Yeah. But yeah. had I, so the other, my, my suggestion would be to have a backup guest or yeah. a backup, you know, sometimes or co-host that you can tap into, uh, which we don't always have. But if you have a bestie who doesn't mind being on camera and you're producing a show and your guest doesn't show up and you can say, Hey, they're not showing up. Do you want to hop on? That yeah. would be another tip, right? So let's go move to the fast fire okay. round. They are just three questions. <coughs> all right. All right. Emails or conversations? Oh, conversations. Interviewer or interviewee? I like being the interviewer. Okay. Speed or accuracy? Accuracy. All right. Awesome. So that was it. But before we go, I want everybody to know how to connect with you. Where are you most active on social media so they can find Grace Duffy? How you and can, where? Oh, yeah, you can find I'm active on all the socials, but I am most active on LinkedIn. So find me Grace H. Duffy on LinkedIn. Do I look like <laughs> <laughs> it is me? I use a real photo that is current. So <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that. And do you have a website that people can go check out? Or well, you, can, you can check us out over at Volley. It's volleyapp.com. And uh, if you sign up, then you'll probably end up talking to me in our in our up, you know, our onboarding user flow, I'll be there. So that's the best place to find me these days, if not on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn's definitely probably my most active of and the one I'm most engaged in. That's awesome. And I, it's the same for me. So I totally get that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for being here with me today. I know it's always quack, quick and furious when we do these, <laughs> but um, I love these podcasts. We got a lot of information about how to create and run a show, a lot of good tips and also what not to do. And so the, if I have to sum it all up, be over-prepared. If you're ready to do a podcast, a live cast, any kind of show, webinar, be over-prepared. Write it down on paper, on a Google Doc is more preferably because then you can share it with your team. But get over-prepared and think everything through pre, during the show, and after the show, and you should be good to go. So reach out to Grace if you have any follow-up questions, and I really appreciate all of you being here. I'll be back next week with another Strategy Talk show. I'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.